Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Jim Gray. Hey, hey. Talking about Gray. Jim Gray. Jim Jell. Gray Slide. <laughs> Episode of Believe in Skateboarding. This is your host, Jim Gray. And as usual, we're going to start with the really stupid question that I always start with, and that's, I'm Jim Gray. Who the hell are you? I'm Joshua Bridgewater. Joshua Bridgewater. Um, we uh, met skateboarding, obviously. Yes. That's yes. Our, our link together. Uh, you uh, were on Instagram, Facebook, our Spina Bifida Skater. Yes. Okay, so uh, something you need to know is that Josh has... What would you call? Is it called a condition? What is it? What it's, is spina it's a birth defect. A birth defect. Okay. I was born with a hole in my back, and my spinal cord was outside my body back in. I was, I'm almost forty nine, so back in seventy four, they told my mom, "You should abort. He's never gonna walk. This kid's not gonna have a good life." Like, her family was all pushing for it, but she gave me a fighting chance, and here I am. You know, and, and I've seen you do backside airs with braces <laughs> on your legs and so on and so forth. Oh, yeah. So you have lived life okay. I skate um, parks and wheelchairs when I'm yeah. I'm all surgeried cool. up and, <laughs> and and actually, I mean, today you are absolutely you're here. There, I, there's not a brace on you. I'm you're, sta- free. you're standing straight up. You're you're hanging in there. Um, and uh, I know you've been through a lot of surgeries. How many 40, surgeries? Forty two and counting. Okay. I've got a couple more in the back burner coming up. And what is the those surgeries of individually, obviously, it started with your spine getting repaired when mm-hmm. you're young and working your way through that. And um, what are the surgeries that you have oh, these gosh. days for? What do they do? So most of it's mobility, like you said. Spinal cord creates a lot of uh, spinal cord being open as birth yeah. creates a lot of neurological damage, nerve damage, structural damage. I know the audience can't see, but you can see I have no real calf muscle. Yeah. <laughs> Like the average Joe, and my, yeah. they call me Frankenstein for a reason. I got scars up and down my body, left and right. And it's because they've had to straighten my legs. Mm-hmm. They had to implant a fake bladder in me because from my spinal cord down, like my bladder didn't work. Um, it didn't respond, basically. Is that yeah, those communications are just right. dead. And I have no feeling. And basically, I'm partially paralyzed from the waist down. I've had amputations in my feet. I've had I've been surgically um straightened like i said with a there's a 12 inch rod nine screws and like the 90s chain wallet we used to all hang on the side of our jeans i got one in my push foot ankle just so that my ankle can can move and so and it's amazing because yet it's like phantom foot. i've skated with you many times and you are out there and you don't let it destroy you 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 overcome it and it's uh well no honestly you can't but a lot of people a lot of people give up when bad things happen. A lot of people let depression get them. We've all been depressed. I oh, know yeah. You've been I depressed. We've talked about that. Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, depression is, I'm a really happy person, but I know what depression feels like. Not, mm-hmm. not. I wouldn't say 
it probably would be diagnosed as clinical depression because I don't just get depressed for, you know, random reasons without me. I love it, but when things get me down, I hide close, sit in my little private spot yeah. and, and feel sad and, uh, and feel lost and confused. And I think uh, a lot more people do than people want to talk about. Thank oh. God mental health in general is being discussed a lot. This podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from NFL playoffs to pro and college basketball, UFC, MMA, and more. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. With live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. Bet Online is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BLEAV to receive your rewards. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. I love the fact it's, it sucks that we're all in a pandemic, but one powerful thing that I feel personally because I'm affected by it so much because I am one of those people that get dark days for no reason. A lot of it has to do with chronic pain mm -hmm. leads to isolation leads to not being able to yeah, no, no, you do have, the you things very, you want to do. You have very re physical reasons yeah. to get depressed. So I times, get so. down and dark and yeah. gloomy on a pretty regular base. And I've actually, I, I can tell you about, it. I just went through a 36 day really progressive um, mental health treatment called TMS. It's, mm -hmm. it's transcranial magnetic stimulation they basically put you in this weird machine. Uh, I shouldn't say weird, but just this, like, it looks like sci-fi machine with a weird helmet on and these magnets. They rub them all over your head. And it's all done at a facility in Torrance. And what they do is they basically, in layman's terms, because I'm no doctor, it's like rebooting your computer or your cell phone. When it needs an okay. update, uh -huh. they're updating my brain to allow endorphins and positive, happy Through chemical. what, stimulating certain By spots stimulating that, you know, certain yeah. lobes of the brain uh -huh. that affect emotion, pain, feelings, etc. And I've seen great success from that after being, gosh, I've been hospitalized for mental depression. I've been suicide attempts when I was younger to um, getting clean off opioid like so many different things in my life due yeah. to spina bifida yeah and you had to take pain meant... medicine so I, that lured you into oh my gosh yeah i had I, there... I think when i first met you you definitely were still i was popping pills and, like, yeah. and 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 like no tomorrow because that's what they would give me as treatment for my chronic pain yeah and unfortunately that developed into a pretty hectic severe problem to where i was ready to jump off san pedro bridge and my wife stepped in think Thank well, I'm glad you your wife for her. Sweet. She said, you know what, babe? This is bigger than us. I love you, but I can't help you. I'm going to start calling. She was on the phone till like 2 in the morning trying to find a place where I could check in on my own accord, not be like 50-50 or yeah. straight jacketed yeah. in like some like I'm some crazy person, but he he's on the brink of like calling it quits and I need to help my Well, husband, that's good that you so. understood enough of that that you gave in and allowed it to happen. And it was so. the opioids. Yeah. They gave me so many. They're giving them like candy. Like they're like, oh, you need more. Oh, your body is adjusting to the pain. Well, here, here's more. Here's a higher dose. Take three a day. Take six a day. And then I started realizing, oh, if I drink some alcohol with it, it really amplifies that. To amp the vibe. But then my brain, my brain thinking and emotions went super downhill. Like, yeah, I was feeling numb all the time. But crazy. All right, well, we're gonna get back to that. But obviously, that's <laughs> that's a you know, heavy dark you, subject you, matter. Right, whatever. I mean, so you you've lived a more challenging life than most people. And still, you sit here with me, smiling, laughing. I mean, you've always, you know, been you very to. uplifting every time I've seen you. Pause my um, attitude. Yeah, PMA. I mean, that's you got your PMA shirt on all the way, way baby. That's my jam. Um, so let's go back to 
your early years and what got you, what lured you towards a skateboard? How did you find a skateboard? Being a bullied, handicapped, if I say that word, I don't like that word. That's yeah, why, what, whatever. It's, or it's disabled. Challenged, whatever. I mean, it's, how do you, I, I wrote something the other day. I really wrote something and I didn't know what word do I use? Yeah, yeah. We're going to have an adaptive skate You can barely contest. touch. Adaptive was what but, I was going to get again, into. But we're using the word adaptive, but then how do you, you know, I, I think I said adapt, we're having an adaptive contest for people in wheelchairs and other, I think I used the word challenges, because I don't know what to say. Nobody yeah. wants to say the wrong thing. Everyone's going to be feeling. PC and tiptoe around each other. You don't want to be PC, but you don't, you don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Right. You know? Um, I love the word and, adaptive because it's so true, because I was on, for many years, I was on the adaptive skateboard team, and it consisted of, you know, Oscar. we have mutual friends like Oscar Oscar's Loretto, yeah. and he's, you know, he's got missing limbs. There's, there's a woman on there, um, I think you pronounce her name Kanye or Kanye or something like, not Kanye, too soon, right? With Kanye? Oh. <laughs> Kanye. She has like missing um, lower torso, oh. like basically from the waist up. Oh, okay. Up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's she out there skating. Shreds. She skates all the time, yeah. And dudes in wheelchairs. Remember Quinn? Remember Quinn, Sess? Quinn, yeah. I literally just yeah. saw her Instagram this morning. I wrote her. All no, those I cats. You, Quinn. It's been a while. Quinn's People doing backflips like my boy yeah. uh, Aaron Wills, Fotheringham from the Nitro Circus. He's got the same condition as me. We both have spina bifida, but he's more in the wheelchair than I am. And he's out there doing double backflips on a mega ramp, and traveling the world with Nitro Circus. Like, hello, no PMA at this finest. So we'll call it adaptive. <laughs> adaptive same is point, awesome. Like whatever. I mean, did did the word handicap bother you? It didn't until I got older and realized, like, well, I'm not any less capable. Yeah. I used to start my hashtags on my Instagram back in the day were handicapable instead oh, of handicap. Yeah. Because I'm still out here doing it, even though, yeah, I might do it not good as the next guy that's able-bodied, but I'm out here but, but doing it But consider me way. able-bodied, and I still had to skate after Tony Hawk. Yeah. Do, you, do you think you feel able-bodied after that's Tony a little Hawk? Humbling. After Tony Hawk just did a run? And I say that all the time to people. They say, like, dude, man, you're ripping. You're such a rad skater. I wish I suck. And I'm like, no, you don't suck. I go, but I do know how you feel. If I took a run and knew that, God, I wish I could do that. Because, yeah, I had to drop in after the best of the best of the best. Right. You know, and be humiliated in front of 10,000 people in some arena somewhere. Or whatever. Like, so I understand. And in that perspective like, uh, of how you explained it is how I feel every day when I go to the skate park. Yeah. And I know I'm going to be the weaker has... vessel out there, you know, other than the little kids. <laughs> but then you realize that there are people who have it a lot worse than you. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. There is. And that's for just, sure. Like, that's. We don't get to choose. You didn't get to choose how you were born. No. Right? But guess what? You're born. So you got to live a life. Here I am. Let's make you know, the life the best you know, we can make um, it. Yeah. If mom would have said, no, the child's not going to have a good life aborted, you're, then you're just that. You never existed. Yeah. So. Um, That's a trippy thought. <laughs> it is a trippy thought. But, it, but you know, but you've lived life. And, you know, uh, what I've watched is you, you, I mean, dude, you got more freaking balls than I do. Like, <laughs> I don't I, know about that. I, no, I'm a handsy. I just, I, I skate such like a gentle little, like, I want Sure Dude, you're one of the only guys God, I, I know. Shit, yesterday so bad though. By one of you're the um, one of the only guys, the OG legends that I've known and befriended through the years of living in California, that shreds in board shorts, no pads, no wrist guard, no helmet, no knee pads. I'm like that guy's wearing my helmet lately because I really oh, have. That, yeah. <laughs> I, well, at least on pools and bigger stuff. Like, yeah. Although yesterday I almost hit my head. I didn't have my helmet on. I just rode a quarter pipe, just under under grinding car and I literally did the full whiplash oh, back and and I, I my neck hurts today because I. I held my neck tight so that yeah, my head didn't he, hit yeah you know because i was going full clothesline backwards yeah, yeah. and i'm like uh yeah i guess so i i definitely got i'm definitely the guy at the park i still don't like pads so i don't like the hockey of pads, pad like the, girdles and the, every i wear everything wrist guards knee but then pads. again you drop in and then you, i've you know sat there while you go like i'm gonna get this backside air you know and if you got a foot where you can barely feel and you got this that and oh, you're doing a backside air and i can 
feel it and I'm still scared to death to do it. Like, so don't, you know, <laughs> give yourself some credit. <laughs> I try. <laughs> so, all right. So, yeah. So the, so the times have changed and I don't even know what the proper term is anymore, but we'll call it adaptive. We'll I call think it adaptive's kind of know, the PC cha- challenges that people have. Because you know? we're all adapting to what yeah. we were born or dealt with. Or maybe you were in an accident and now you have this new thing. You have to adapt and overcome. And... Well, I think a lot of people get, I'm sure you felt it, people people get uncomfortable because no one wishes you to go through the pain you do yeah, or have had to do, but they're also sort of like, how, how do you address that? How do you talk about it? How do you not make it the elephant in the room? And, right. You know, um, I mean, I've gone up to a girl in the car wash once a girl came up in the car who was all customized for her because she got out of a wheelchair and, you know, sat there and talked, nice girl. I'm like, you know, how did you get in the wheelchair? You know, yeah. I mean, I... I mean, I don't want you to like just sit there like it's not obvious that you're like different than me. But how did it happen? Was it an accident? Were you born that way? And I was like, I don't, you know, you want to get to know someone. And yeah. I, I've never understood. Like, I mean, in that case, I remember this. This is like probably 10 years ago. Super sweet. Nice conversation. But you always worry you're going to offend someone. Right. Or someone's going to get mad and say, I'm not handicapped. I'm, I'm handicapable. I'm, with an I, angry face. You I may do it with a smile. I feel weird about ask, uh, helping somebody. Like if a guy's coming in with a missing limb or on crutches or in a wheelchair, like, oh, let me get that for you. So now lately I catch myself like kind of holding back. Like to maybe see, to, they want yeah. to do it themselves and be treated normal and not to be treated like they need a handout. Well, or... it's so tough. So to be someone who doesn't have any of that himself, um, it doesn't matter whether someone had crutches or it's just an older lady. If someone's having a more challenging time doing something, I want to want to help yeah. them. Not not because they're incapable You're just a good of guy. doing it. Yeah, that's yeah, how you I just want am. To like, you know, yeah. I want to make your day a little easier if I can. Because on some levels, you go, I get that it's pretty easy for me. Why shouldn't I make your entry into that door a little easier or whatever right. like that? So, right. uh, but I totally I totally get the other side of like, I don't need help. I could do this on my own. Because uh, you know, if people are always trying to help, then it's got to be a little bit. Shitty too. Just right, like right. For Everybody sure. wants to act like I can't do anything. You know. It was like yesterday. I was driving. I was taking care of my dog. He's got cancer right now, and I was taking him to the vet and getting his checkups and everything. And I saw this homeless woman walking across the the, the crosswalk with no shoes on. And I have a pair of old skate shoes in my back in my truck. I'm like, you know, what? I'm just gonna throw it out there. Like, I roll my window down. I'm like, hey, lady. Like, you know, hi. Just wondering, you know, what size of shoe do you wear? Like, I got some shoes back here. And clearly, I'm a man. My shoe foot size is a little bit bigger than hers, but anything's better than nothing. And she took them. And then I was like, okay, how can I further? What else can I do for this person? So I rolled into the parking lot, and I went to, um, I think it was called Sprouts Store. And they had like this, maybe because of the holidays, they have these pre-made gift bags that if you go to the counter, you can give the the clerk 10 extra bucks, and they'll donate that bag to a local uh, yeah, homeless shelter or whatever and it's got like cleaning products and stuff yeah. and this woman was crusty I mean yeah. I'm not saying that disrespectfully but no, no, I get it. covered in dirt shower, living in a ditch yeah. or wherever yeah. she's been to, yeah. to, to survive and I seen her in the parking lot I'm like hey remember me I gave you the shoes like I am was wondering if you'd be interested in, in something in here if you'd like to follow me and you could tell she was very uncomfortable like yeah. going into a public store looking yeah. the way she did but I also didn't want to offend her. That's the oh, subject matter. No, totally. Like, hey, here's some cleaning products. Like, you need some deodorant and some wipes and whatever. But she was super, like, no, that's nice. I, excited. Yeah. And I gave her a drink and some food. And she I, went on her way. And I gave her my dog's blanket. Because she's like, do you have a blanket? It's been cold at night. And, yeah, I went but, in to, to get some tacos a couple weeks ago. And uh, a, a guy 
clear, clearly homeless, yeah. like wanted some water, and he walked into the you know, Baja Fish Tacos place, and and there were in, you know, in line, he was hesitant to like, you know, um, he, he's just like, yeah, I just want some water, and I go, well, you know, there's water cups right there, go grab it. He goes, oh no 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 no, but he gave me that look like no, because I'm, I'm me, yeah. you know. And I, and, I, and I didn't think twice about it. I walked up and got a water cup and brought it back and handed it to him. He's like, you know, thanks. But he thought they would think he's stealing or something like that if he walked up to the counter right. and took the cup and all that. And, you know, and then another lady came behind me. She goes, yeah, I was, I was just about to do the same thing. You know, it's like, um, and again, I, I didn't want him to be uncomfortable. Right. I, I felt bad that he was feeling uncomfortable because he thought, like, because you look at me, you're going to immediately think I'm like a thief. And that's that mental health And he knows that me, thing, this like... clean-cut, you know, dude, you know, walking in there yep. in nice clothes like that, they're not going to think I'm stealing. They're going to judge me. Or, yeah, 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 and it was, you know, it was definitely a, an eye-opening experience. But we need more people know. to be humanitarian, if that's the word, or, or yeah. caring, or empathetic, whatever the case It's is. all of those words in a different Yeah, you know, let's just help context. people out. You see someone, and even if, the, okay, you might come across a... To go back to the other subject matter of the handicapped or adaptive person yeah. that you may reach out to, they'll let you know if they're like, no, I'm good. I got this. Yeah. You know, generally. And let's face it, as with any person. I'd rather ask as and with be any told person on that. a planet, how was your day, right? Yeah. If you had a shitty morning <clears throat> and someone comes to help you, you could be snappier <laughs> about it. Like, yeah, I got. Then if you had a great day. Yeah. Then you're like thankful. Like, I mean, then I. Uh, it's such the hard thing because you never know when you're helping anybody or addressing someone. Did they just have the best day of their life or did they just have the shittiest day of your life? You might and you can step ask. back and go, whoa, what was up there, ass? <laughs> you know what I mean? But, you know, the reality is they just found out their freaking cousin died or their, right. you yeah. know, or they, their friend has cancer or they do it or like that. You, just don't, you don't know what people are getting into. But um, it would be a better world if we all gave everybody just a little bit of a break. Yeah. And, uh, and my thing is if people are mean or not nice, I try to just kind of, not let it bother me. Move I process on and get it the way the you just said. Yeah. Like maybe there's something behind the scenes that they just don't know because I know that people recognize me as the PMA guy. You have no clue how many dark days I have and how I go to an event and I'm putting on the face and I'm smiling and taking pictures with people and I'm like yeah, but tormented on the inside, but I ain't going to share that with everybody. But well, at the I same know. time, and if, you're, and if you're in pain and you're, you're struggling, you oh know, man. Um, that's so, like but I'm proud of you because you don't, you don't live life feeling sorry for yourself. You live life figuring out how to make yourself live as, as good as Try, you can. Yeah. Um, so that you you've gone through all these surgeries now. You've, <clears> you, <throat> you you obviously today you're very upright. You know, I mean, I've seen you when you weren't. <laughs> you know, so uh, is is the process itself the condition of spina bifida? Is that a Every time you get that fixed, does it stay fixed? There's nothing no, within your system? No, this is or do you a, have life, like a lifelong battle. Okay. I will Pain. always have surgeries. Okay. I will forever be in chronic pain. I have now developed, we all know who Alan Losey yeah. is, legend. Yeah. I have the same condition he has now. It's called CRPS, yeah, Complex Regional Pain it Syndrome. It feels like fire is what I I am on fire. I don't sleep. I, if I get like one hour a night of sleep uninterrupted without waking up in pain, that's a good night. I sleep throughout the day. My, my skateboarding has been massively affected. I've barely been on my board for months because um, everything is shooting pain throughout my body, and it hurts so does bad. Does it get worse if you skate, if you exercise, or does it? It's hit and miss. Yeah. There's some days where I don't feel the pain as bad, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to go roll around a little bit. And then, you know, maybe the endorphins and the adrenaline kick in, and for that moment, you got a little 
numbness going on but then as soon as it's over session's over you're like okay i'm laid out for two weeks you know like so, so in general what do you think skateboarding does for you as a as a person physically it, emotionally oh gosh it's my favorite outlet of all time um i got into it like you were asking me earlier i think i don't know if i dodged that question or just oh, we, 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 we meandered. <laughs> i uh i got into skateboarding because i was bullied i was picked on i had a i used to have a bag on my leg that would collect my urine mm-hmm. um because until you're in with spine in the spine of the footer world i wear diapers i'm wearing them right now mm-hmm. I, that's life like such as so be it as a kid i had to wear diapers at night and then a rubber bag on my leg all throughout school up until i was a sophomore so those are pretty informative influential years For of sure. your life just in general with Puberty and, kids and everything are more else. Cruel twenty five years ago than they are such today. jerks back then, yeah. and we were considered skater fags and, yeah. and and not cool. And there was no MTV shows about skateboarders, and there was no like X Games. There was, yeah. Like it wasn't on the public scale. It wasn't in the Olympics. Was, yeah. We were just a bunch of like weirdos that Mis- misfits and misfits yeah. and, and but that's what I identified with. So being that kid in school with the awkwardness of just the spine of Biffa world that I was dealing with, I'm like, well, man. I can't play sports. I suck at a lot of things. What? What? Who's going to take me in? And obviously, it wasn't the popular kids or the or the jocks or whatever. It was there was these misfit punk rocker, Hesher. So you think like, it was actually the culture that lured the that culture lured, lured, lured me in at first? Yeah. Yeah. And the only initiation was well, you have to be able to ride a skateboard. Yeah. Well, so I'm like, okay, Grandma, can you take me to Kmart? And I I got some cheesy little crappy like you know. Nash knockoff back in the 80s you know it was like 1986 I think and then I had to learn because of my my imbalance and paralysis and leg strength and everything else I had to roll around on my knees Mm -hmm. and I would spend hours in the in the driveway on my knees using my hands to do kick turns so basically I wasn't really skating with my foot I was just kind of because I couldn't really feel that well then through time and countless hours I eventually learned how to stand and ride a board without falling off. And then that took hours and days and weeks and months to, to get my balance just enough to where I can go down did the street. Did you find some local skaters that would Some skate kids in my like, school you know, that were the upper class, like older class. Yeah. They took kind of took me in. Yeah, They knew my backstory. They knew that I had a bag on my leg collecting urine. They saw me getting in fights, getting punched in the face in the locker room or whatever. And they started kind of like big brothering me, yeah. coming up and saying, all right, yeah. you know, we got you, man. Like, you keep rolling the way you're doing. They saw. I think they, they hassled me, but they also respected me. They made you work. For I had to bit. earn my keep. You yeah. know, I had to. I had to fight to battle it. It's like like yeah. being a prospect in a biker gang, and eventually, I kind of I mean, <laughs> got I was accepted. Kind of the skateboard, the skateboard <laughs> culture back then. Like, everyone's welcome, but, but you, you got to earn it a little yeah, bit. You got to you want it enough. You're not just trying to like. Go you can't just go to the like skate shop and buy the Vision Streetwear shirt that was yeah, popular at yeah. the time. Some <laughs> people did that, but that never, I don't think they ever really got in the scene. Um, definitely one of the best things about skateboarding to me, period, is that it is the most open That's of anything in the sense of, again, whether, it's a, whether you call it a handicap or challenge, or like that, whether it's your Asian, black, white, yeah. Mexican, girl, you know, it's like, and the, within all of that, yeah, there's degrees of... You know, whatever. What do you call styles it? or groups? Well, or yeah. There's whatever, you know, there's but... snobbery, whatever. There's cliques. You know, <laughs> yeah. there's uh, you know, people. You know, I mean, racism exists all of it, but on such a smaller scale, right. Than in the mainstream population. That's what that's you know, what like... spoke to me was the inclusiveness. They didn't give a crap that I was spina bifida kid 
or or, or whatever or that yeah. I was poor. You stepped into their world. They're and just like, to try, hey, if you, know, you want to roll with us, that's cool. Just get yourself aboard and and, and show. And, up I, and I'm glad that even with all the changes, you know, let's face it, corporatization of skateboard and the, even the mainstreaming of it, the Olympics, all that. Um, that still root vibe that still sort of exists. Yeah. Like a skateboarder, give them props for just understanding how fun it is to ride a skateboard. Oh yeah, you know, because it's the people who don't or never have or never really realized how much fun you can have on a skateboard. You know, it's like you don't have to do what everyone else does on a skateboard. Exactly, you can do anything you want. That's right. That's why I explain like, to people. Yeah. I'm like, I work with special needs kids, and I teach them how to skateboard. And I tell them, they're like, "Oh, I can't skateboard. I'm in a wheelchair." Like, yeah, you can. Skateboarding is just your body on a board with wheels, yeah, and whatever you make of that, for sure. And if that means laying down on your stomach because you can't walk, that means sitting Indian style, and you have me on the front of your nose, and you got my homie on the tail, and we're gonna we're gonna ease you into the half pipe and drop you in because you can't walk because you're paralyzed. You're skating, bro. Like, sure. like, and their faces light up, and the world is open. It's well, like, I think that's what makes me so happy is seeing those faces light amazing. up and seeing their worlds, whether it's autistic kids, or yes, anything where skateboarding just seems to. Make them go, wow, what a cool thing. I'm roll I'm 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 on a magic carpet. For that moment, along. they're like, in a yeah. different place than their problem or or their condition or their, yeah. their pain or So their... you found your way in the skate scene? You yeah. got you got a skate scene and you started uh where'd that lead you? So my parents took me to the, my very first skate shop, official skate shop in nineteen I wanna say eighty seven. It's Cal Skate in Portland, Oregon. Uh-huh. Totally. And I got like... the Fred Smith Alva Loud one. I'm stoked they've had a Jim Gray model up on the wall. Yeah, dude. I was years. there not too long ago. Stretch and I, model up I there. met the I owner, can't. and he's yeah. still got it all up there. That's rad. Yeah. And, uh, the, you know, my parents were like, you know, they didn't want me to get the, the daggers and the skulls. And <laughs> some of the images of the 80s that were a little rougher, in, I, I guess, understand. in perspective. And I can see that worked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No tattoos, We'll please. post some pictures when he posts this, but he's the poster child for skulls. And, uh... <laughs> so I was like, okay, well, how about that one with the guy with the crazy hair that looks like he's laughing? Wow. We're like, the okay, loud one. The loud one. They're like, okay, you can have that one. And that was my intro into the... Speaking of the loud one, this is one podcast I don't think people are going to have a hard time hearing. <laughs> Some of my podcasts, I'm louder than the typical guests, and you kind of the microphone picks it up funky, but you're pretty loud too. So, um, hopefully, they'll they'll hear more. My mom always said I was very uh, gift of gab, articulate, you know, kid. Yeah. Just walk up to strangers. I, and I was said I was vaccinated with a phonograph. Yeah, that's that awesome. Used to be said to me. <laughs> So, um, all right. So you get your Fred. So I got Smith. my Fred Smith. So you, you were know, living in Portland at the time. I was outside. I was born in Portland, and I was living outside the outskirts of Portland at the time. I graduated from a little small town called Camas, Washington. It's on the okay. the Vancouver, Washington side of the bridge, and uh, I had my little tribe of skaters that looked out for me, and we just started hitting curbs and stair sets, and you know I. I my parents so many gray hairs breaking things spraining things t- so, your, t- so your bones break easier tearing than a, things, than a like typical a person is the, my, the bone density different is that uh, uh, as especially with age it uh-huh. is and okay. and there's nothing i can do about that like i mean i can take vitamins well that's been one of the things about you that has always blown me away is that you like you know you're going to break a bone and you still keep going i i have yeah. i have a clip speaking of oscar uh we were doing an adaptive skateboarding video oh, i want to say maybe five six years ago just to put us on the map to let people know, like, hey, there's people out here with some really challenging 
uh, physical limitations, but we're out here shredding too and getting. I think the first time I saw Oscar um, skating, I think I just watched him drop in, and I had no idea. Yeah, that he was missing a leg, limb and yeah. all that. Yeah, you know? and then yeah. later I realized that he you know didn't have fingers and like a, and it was amazing. He text he could text me faster than most people could text like, you. With like, like, yeah, wow, you know. We were so, filming yeah. a clip, and 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 I was trying to front. I was trying to board slide to fake on a mini ramp at a, at a skate shop, and. I'd been going at it for two hours and I'm dripping in sweat and I'm so weak and tired, but I have this never give up attitude until I can accomplish it. I will not be happy. I will go home depressed and angry if I don't get this. Time. I'll well, be, that's not healthy either. I'll be, but, I, that's not the most, was, but at least it's, but it, it is what's real. You made feeling. me push myself all my life. So yeah. I get the clip. I actually pull the trick, but my, I'm so sweaty that my glasses fall off. So when I roll away from the trick and I'm in the flat bottom, my glasses fall off, and instead of going up the opposing wall, I decided to jump off my board because, okay, I made my clip, I rode away, you got that, and I ended up um, sliding my thumb into a, um, what do they call those, pallets or whatever they were using as a makeshift uh, fence outside the ramp. Yeah. And my thumb went in there, snapped in ah, half, Ouch! bleeding, my thumb's all swollen, janky, and everyone's like, oh my God, you need to go to the ER, and I'm like, yeah, but did you get the clip? Like, I'm not going to do Do I have to do this again before I go to the ER? Like, that's my drive. Like, my passion for it was so strong that to go back to you saying, like, you know, you know, I'm going to break, break some things or get hurt because I'm like wobbly. And I mean, I've said it too muscle. many times on this podcast. I've never broken a bone yet. Oh, I'm keep it going, wood, dude. You're like, lucky. But I don't, but I don't have a choice. If it happens, it happens tomorrow. And I can't, I'm not one of those like, oh, bad karma or whatever. I'm not taunting it, not teasing no, it. But, I fractured my wrist. Okay. Not like, when I knew I did it, when I said like my wrist hurt, will you X-ray them? And they go, oh, there's ten fractures there's that, that, have, that have healed. <laughs> yeah, they've all healed, but but I've never you know done what I probably would have expected to. And I shattered my time. leg so bad doing a Ryan. I think you were there that day. We were doing skate for a cause mm-hmm. with Ryan Shecker's annual event where he yeah. he raises money for for skate parks around the world and 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 maybe uh, injured skaters and whatever. Yeah, they, they had a lot of adaptive stuff in the, involved in that. We had an adaptive team, and I was it was Lake Forest where SkaterCon was. And I was doing a rock to fakie on the um, vert tombstone that used to say Etnies across yeah. it. And it had rained earlier that morning, and I Tokyo drifted when I pulled pulled away. And I was pulling my trick, but when I turned around full speed at 210 pounds, I looked behind me, and milliseconds later, I slammed my ankle into the concrete, uh, what they call it, the hubba box oh, okay, or yeah, whatever they the call it. Square, square yeah. Bar, yeah. Square concrete yeah. wall basically block speed, of steel and concrete shattered my legs so bad that my x-rays look like a spider web and they said 50 percent of the time they amputate yikes and i so that's when you saw me in the wheelchair for seven months learning how to walk again being told i would never skate again so well, you survived i that. overcame that <laughs> so i was looking for my water oh there it is so um, yeah, I mean that was a, that was probably the biggest battle in skateboarding I've had to overcome, and that was doing an adaptive demo. We're just letting people know, hey, we're out here doing our thing, showing you what's possible. And then in front of like hundreds of people, I'm like so shattered, my legs like I couldn't get my shoe off and my sock off because it swelled so bad right off the bat. And the ER guys are like, you need to go to the hospital. I'm like, no, my team's about to go on. I'm supposed to be a part of this demo. I'm going to stay and watch this. So popped a couple opioids, watched my team play. Then I went to the hospital. They're like, "Yeah, um, by the way, sometimes we get... opioids are probably numbing your ability <laughs> to really know what was going on." Yeah, in that moment, they were good. <laughs> so I had to show my team support. You know, I was like, we're... "This is only once a year event. Like, I don't want to." 
bounce out early. Like, yeah, my leg shattered, but I'll deal with that in a minute. <laughs> so then, yeah. Your bottom lines are a little crazy. Sometimes. I think I've fallen on my, fit, well, yeah, my head once I think once it's just, uh, you're driven. You're, you've, uh, you've, you've not let life put you back and say, hey, you know, this is what you have to do because of what you got. You're like, no, right. I'm doing what I want to do. And that's, uh, it's impressive. The medical world has tried to put me in a box and I've tried to figure out my way to outside that box yeah. my whole life. Have you ever been denied any sort of care because they say, what's the point? Cause you're going to go hurt yourself anyways. I mean, have you, is that even, is that legal for it's them a, to do that? Not that legal. Like, no? okay, and right. it's a 50, 50, half my doctor's, in my life have told me you're crazy. You shouldn't be doing anything other than just being happy to walk and live your life, you know, the best you can with this minimal pain. The other half was like, good for you, bro. If you don't use it, you lose it. Get out there and live your best life. Like who are, who are we to tell you how to, how to do it? You know? And I'm like, I listen to those guys. Yeah. I just well, tune I, out the other ones and I'm like, okay, I'm going to go with these guys over here. Happiness. <laughs> happiness is a choice. Yeah. And so I, I definitely respect that you choose to be happy. I, you, you know, kind of got to. I mean, I always say, "What well, you know?" People go, "How's it going with you?" I go, "You know, the reality is, I got a good list and a bad list. I just tend to just like stay with the good one." Yeah, because the bad list is always there. We always have stuff, whether it's right. uh, memories or pain or trauma or shit you're dealing with that's not fun or you know. It's it, whether you choose like, to let that consume you, yeah, or push through it and keep rising. Yeah. You know, yeah. like. My and, favorite. And all of us do. I let it consume me sometimes. Oh, too, I do too. But don't let it get too far. I have to. Exactly. I, I try to turn it quick enough and go. You know what? I'm not letting the bad eat me. Eat and me I find so. that if you use that time in your life when the things suck the worst, or you're feeling the crappiest about yourself, if you just reach out to someone else who's struggling, mm-hmm. and for me, it's the special needs kids that like skateboarding. I might have the worst day of my life, and I'm not going to tell them that. No. Because I'm there to enlighten their day. But I go spend a day with them and to see their faces light up when they do something they never imagined was even possible in their life. That right there is like gold. There's no well, drug. I, and you're right because, you, <laughs> I mean, the best thing you can do in life, as far as I'm concerned, is influence someone else mm-hmm. to make their life better. Mm-hmm. Even if it's for a short period of time, a day, an hour, or literally you actually Minutes. help them change their mindset <laughs> yeah. towards making their life better. I mean, you really can't do anything better. You can build something; it can last longer than you'll ever live. But it's just a, oh, just an object. Sure. But a but a, a mind, a, a you know, physical being needs support and care. And uh, yeah, there's nothing better. Nothing better. Just, even just, even just being a skater, or someone say, "Hey, like you're almost sixty, you're still out there skating." I love you. It. Inspire me that I can keep doing it. Like that's cool. But I'll be the first to say, don't try to do it gnarly or rough. Just do yeah. it. Yeah. Just feel it. Find your rhythm. You know, I always warn old guys to get back in skateboarding. He grew up, yeah, I just started skating again. Like, don't get cocky. Don't think you can do things you did when you're 30 or 25. Right. Because you haven't done for 25 years. Right. Because then you see the broken femurs and the broken <laughs> things. Like, no, I go, dude, be happy that you found the love of that motion again. Go roll around. Sometimes and it's as just... it comes to you, let whatever comes to you. But don't ch- don't chase like, I got to do that trick. And, and unfortunately, that's not necessarily realistic. Because we do these things based on how we're wired. Right. You do the crap you do and put up with what you do because of how you're wired. Something yeah. inside your brain makes you keep moving, and somebody who might have a similar situation gave up yeah. because their mind wouldn't let them get past Which that. aggravates so, me, yeah. too. I know. And maybe that's a selfish... You can't help them all. That's you, a selfish thing on my part, but when I hear someone say who's, for lack of a better term, able-bodied, like, oh, yeah, I used to skate, but then I got married. I'm like, so? Then I had kids. I'm like, well, then you have a posse that could go skate with you. Like, <laughs> Like... 
I'm still waiting. I'm I'm listening for the excuse that's valid. Like, yeah. and maybe that's yeah. judgmental okay. on you my can't part. You skate every day. You can still skate. You can right? still you skate. You can't do this like, every day because yeah, you, I'm proud of you. The responsibility like, to take care of that, but uh, if um, it's really in you, it's it's like I think it was Lance Mountain that made that quote. Like, uh, like, oh, what was it? It's a famous quote about skateboarding and um, not being a skateboarder doesn't mean ah, how's it go? Something about like. Just being able to be, not being able to not quit a sk- skateboarding makes you a skater. Not Something like, I'm butchering the crap out oh, of we can Let's make one up then. Well, I love the one that Jay Adams is famous for. Like, you didn't you didn't uh, yeah, quit yeah. skateboarding because you got old. You, you got, got old because you quit skateboarding. Yeah, but there's true. the one that Lance said something about how, how what makes you a skateboarder isn't your talent. But that you can't quit it. That you you just there's a passion inside you. Well, you know, and, I, and it's weird. I would probably say that because even within the skate, the the pro skate culture, I was mm-hmm. a pro skateboarder. Yeah, I was during the '80s. Always viewed a little like, yeah, he's just the like business guy, clean cut guy, not one of us per se. Because I didn't fully dress the part or act the Who part cares? or like that. Yeah, but um, I think as the years went on, and most of those cool guys quit skateboarding, and I never did because. I love skateboarding. Yeah. You know what I mean? And there's a point when I think uh, I started getting treated differently by a lot of those guys because I was still out there You're still here. And, and I you know, I didn't change. I'm still the same cleaner cut guy than they were or whatever. You know, I thought like, I saw um, you out but, there at uh, SkaterCon shredding with the best of them. Well, I just because and like, that's the only reason I ride a skateboard is because I like riding skateboards. It's fun. You know, yeah. I've had some different memories in people. I've had some different, you know, experiences. I have board my name on all that so it's all cool but the bottom line it feels good to roll around on a skateboard oh yeah you know um sometimes so. for me it's just like walking my dog and then following him on my board just rolling instead of walking there's an exhilaration in, inside my spirit that just that made my day better okay, if, well, if i'm in so much pain i can't go to the skate park i can get on my board and let my dog like kind of pull me i'm still hyped well because it's emotion yeah ultimately that's that's to me what skateboarding is. skateboarding is not about tricks that's where some skateboarding kind of got off track mm-hmm. is when uh kind of whatever late 80s in the 90s right up we turned it into it's all about tricks all about flipping your board you can over do the best like thing I, and i love a good kick flip yeah but i could care less like if someone rides and i see them just weave really quick on their board like oh that feeling yeah it's like that's great it's okay so you made your board flip over that's a little skill but that's not the joy of skateboarding no the joy of skateboarding is just motion period right you know um and that so it doesn't flow. matter how good you are at it or bad you are at it doesn't matter like you roll you're like there you go you figured the joy out it's funny you know? that you say that because people have asked me like well how is it that you have all these you have crps you have spina bifida you have chronic pain you have all this crap going on with your body but you skateboard i go actually oftentimes because like you said skateboarding is just being on your board and rolling no matter what you're doing oftentimes skateboarding hurts my body less than me walking on hard concrete. So if I stand on my board and just roll down a, a mellow oh, it's so much hill and just carving, yeah. I'm not putting any impact on my yeah. body. But if I'm walking or jogging or running or whatever, that would hurt me more than just rolling down a hill or down the street. Just well, yeah, like I understand that. Maybe someone who doesn't ride a skateboard. So to me, that's that. like that's freedom. It's pain relief too. <laughs> you know, it's kind of a double-edged sword. I get I get excitement out of it, just the thrill of the roll. But also, my body thanks me for like riding a board instead of walking. Sometimes, you know. Well, and and then even as a skateboarder, kids need to learn that 
as they get getting older that you you your body's not going to survive <laughs> if all you skate is abrasively if right. everything you do involves impact it's just your knees your ankles you know they're just not going to work they're going to hurt too much when so you need to feel learn to step back and just roll oh, yeah. and feel what rolling feels that's like. why in the you even know? in the pro world i feel like and i could be wrong you can correct me but i think like street skaters their life expectancy of how long they'll stay street skaters and pro and on top of their game is way shorter than like vert guys who pad up and carve transitions. There's very, there's very few guys that will make it past, past their 30s. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 40s, but like that. As a real street skater, Ron Allen's one of the few. Yeah. Like he's turned 60 this year. Day one. Um, day one's what? Is day one? I don't think he's got 50 his yet. 40s. Late 40s. Uh, Rodney. But yeah. Uh, but again, but look at day one is now. Daewon mostly uses his skills, mm-hmm. right? He's got balance skills, you know, obviously all his skills, control, uh, flipping. It's not, he's, you don't see a lot of Daewon slamming down staircases. Right. Oh, Because of course that not. would not be good for him in any way. I mean, yeah. he goes to the skate park now and you watch him rip any quarter pipe, any mm-hmm. bank, any ledge. I mean, he knows he, his, he's letting himself. He knows his wheelhouse on where to stay in it to be safe, but still have a lot of fun. Well, and he's ha- you can tell he's having super fun. Super creative. And he's, and he's being super. I love that guy. Uh, yeah, super, a lot of control. It's it's amazing. But yeah, but the idea of launching down stiff, launching off stuff, you know. And it's even hard to watch older guys. Like like look, look Ben Schroeder. He still goes out and does stuff he shouldn't so do. Hardcore. He does stuff he shouldn't do. But because in somehow how he's wired, he has to to, he be, has to. to be who he is. And, I, and that makes me kind of sad because like... Hell no! Drop in and carve really fast. I'll be really stoked. What's that phantom rolling he does with oh, the combi? Where... On like a, I don't even know what it's called, but it's insane. <laughs> it makes me panic every time. But when he pulls it off, I'm so excited for him. I'm like, yeah, dude. The problem is watching the 14 slams to get there. It's like that certainly isn't me. Yeah. You know, I'll be the first to admit that. I'm yeah. not going to slam 14 times to do some crazy trick. I don't. I don't need to be looked at as a crazy guy that much, you know. But uh, plus, yeah. my body can't handle it after, after you know one slam nowadays is like okay, that's a month off the board. Where like, if you stay in your wheelhouse of comfortability, you can push your push your envelope a bit. But like you said, protect your body. We're older guys. We're not we're not twenty year old bouncing back like no yeah. big deal. But back to back to the thing about how long will street skaters, even the pros, the most nineties pro street skaters now ride mini ramps. Yeah, ride around, yeah. A lot of them around. transfer yeah. over. You've yeah. seen well, it. You have to. You really yeah. have to. You can't. You know. Good luck being a what is my legend, friend <laughs> legend rail guy, and there may be, and, and we're talking very mainstream, like ninety eight percent of the population. Sure, there's two percent of people that are freaks of nature. Mm-hmm. There's two percent of the people that are. I mean, even the fact that the, the Christian Asoys and the Chris Millers and the these guys are still as good as they are in their mid fifties, late fifties. Right. Guys push sixty, Eddie O'Gara, all these guys, you know, and still, you know, they're still ripping. You know, again, that's a Micro, they're like the, the top one percent. Exactly. <laughs> Everybody else should be happy if they. If you just get, on a board. get to feel the motion, yeah. You know, if you're an old, you know, dude, uh, I'm so hyped when I get a slasher grind in on anything. So, I'm like, so am I. Just to hear that noise and my trucks against the metal just gets me excited. So <laughs> you brought and showed me a video you shot of me a few weeks ago, and yeah. I'm like, cool, I want that rad. I love here. I love just the, the what I even just relive love, watching yeah. myself grind the coping. I love it's like, it. yeah, that's it's the like, hype. So what's next for you? I hear you're moving. I am moving to Hawaii. Nice. Uh, my parents gave me an offer I could not refuse. They live on the Big Island right before the pandemic. They moved there, sold their two-story home in Oregon, and said, "We're done with the rain and the cold. The kids are all out of the house. Let's let's go 
live where people vacation. So they got a place in the country, dirt roads, like goats running around, pigs and chickens and everything. And they said, they, they saw me and my wife struggling because I'm on disability income. I get 800 bucks a month. Yeah. That doesn't even cover a room yeah. and a house in most no. places no. in Southern California. Might be able so to feed you. If maybe. You, if yeah. Con- if if I don't, if I don't do anything sure. else, if I live on the streets, I can have some food, yeah. <laughs> you know, unfortunately, but gratefully my wife works full time and she's kind of the, the bread and butter of the house. And I just do what I can to help. And, um, long story short, my parents said, Hey, well, what if we turn the garage carport into a one bedroom apartment, and charge you 600 bucks a month. And I'm like, heck yeah. After 12 years of marriage, I can say I can pay rent because <laughs> with my 800, that'll leave me a couple bills on the back end. And it's life is all relative. My girl it's... can get a part-time job and we'll live super simple. So but for the last in, yeah, six months, Hawaii and, yeah, we're going to be living on an Island, the most Southern tip of the big Island. It's a little tiny town called Na'alehu, 900 people population so i'm going from long beach which i don't know is probably like a million or half a million or something to 900 people and you're probably and, not gonna get shanked in an alleyway and i'm not gonna yeah i just have to worry about <laughs> wild turkeys and chickens and stuff but my, but my dad says when he walks the dog he brings a golf club with him because every once in a while the angry turkeys come out and they, they come raging they, at him, yeah like, i'm like well i usually have to worry about crackheads and gangsters and shootings in the nearby neighborhood I gotta worry about wild turkeys and wild boars. <laughs> well, but yeah, yeah there's they're a, both dangerous in different ways. Sick, I don't want to get run over by. I don't want to deal with a turkey either. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, we're gonna be over there living our best life. We're super stoked. I think in the next four weeks we'll be over there, and I'm just. I think it's gonna be great for my mental health, my physical pain level because I'll be in the ocean. What's to skate over there? A lot of cool skate parks. Okay. There's probably I want to say. Six or seven great skate parks on the whole island. Mm-hmm. Tony Hawk just helped be, build one in the northern part of the island in a little really cool town called Hobby or Hob, H-A-W-I-I, something like that. Uh, and it, I think he bought a house out there too. And it's um, really flowy surfer style with banks and quarter pipes and, and uh, just a really cool vibe. I skated that and there's a couple DIY spots that are ones in Hilo. Kind of in a jungle-like setting. Kind of like a mini, mini, ultra mini Burnside, but still something cool. And then there's a whole wood bowl indoor park in Volcano, uh, the town of Volcano, like near the Volcano National Park. That's about 30, 40 minutes from where I'll be living. And then there's a town where Popsasoy lives. Uh-huh. Um, Ocean, Oceanside or Ocean View, I forget what it's called. It's one of those two. But I see Pops there when I go to visit my I parents. Think- Ivan's out there playing his ukulele, doing his art at the local. Whoa, hello. Local market. Are we getting barged? I don't on? know if that's a real person or someone. Uh... <laughs> but, hello. Uh... Oh, hang on. Let me. Okay. Uh... Yeah, one second. Mental note of it. Like, All right, we're, we're back recording again. Sorry, we had an interruption from Dusty, <laughs> Dusty's Nuts. Stop Dusty's by Nuts came stickers. through. <laughs> um, and uh, that's not an interruption. That's just another skateboarding friend stopping by. That's how it goes. And uh, so we were talking about moving to the island, mm-hmm. getting on the island, skate parks on the island. There's many skate parks. Uh, there's DIYs. There's some wood indoor parks up at Volcano. There's a, a new park that uh, Tony Hawk built up in the northern part. And there's a couple parks that I haven't even been to. And then there's a new one. I think Tony Hawk did a shout out on Instagram. Ocean View or Ocean 
I think it's called Ocean View. It's where Pops Eidman Hasoy lives. Literally 15 minutes where I'm going to live. I, you know, when I get so confused, I look at a lot of stuff. I Ocean side or Ocean. stickers for someone for a new skate park for their fundraiser. In, in Hawaii? That yeah. It's probably that one. <laughs> it might have been that one. They've been so. working on it for like no. two, three years, but yeah. I think it's no, getting it closer park. and closer. So I might have a freshy park like 15 minutes from That'll a little cool. country town. Uh, I'm I haven't live. been to Hawaii since the 80s. Come through. Show you around. I'm going to Maui in February. You got a homie there now. Yeah, I know. I'm surprised to find out how many I did. I... I asked Fidey, what, what, what island do you live on? You know, or do you go to when you visit? You know, Steve Keenan, Maui, yeah. and like my my girlfriend's brother lives on Maui. And, That's right. And I, my other friend Dave, who grew up in Texas, he's like he lives on Maui now. I'm like, wow. yeah, a lot of there's a lot of Hawaiians over and there. And that's the one like, island I haven't yeah. been to. And there's a, there's a Maui <laughs> there's like Maui skateboard guide Instagram right? page. I mean, yeah. they, they like posted a picture of me a couple of years ago or even a year ago, and I. And I go, that's really cool. I've never been to Maui. He goes, whatever come, there's a million spots. We'll take care of it. Like laughing. So, so I was kind of wearing and my I know girlfriend. Vans... I need at least one day when I'm there for skateboarding. So I think Vans does an annual event at the Bonsai Skate Park during Pipeline. Oh, event. the one, yeah, there's, probably during the surf. You know, Cardiel's there DJing and yeah. guys are skating and whatever. No, but... that would make sense because I mean, the North Shore. I mean, Volcom Ruka. You know, mm-hmm. they have houses there for their team, and they're like during, right, right during, on the beach during the whole season. Yeah, yeah from now through Christmas or like that. Or so you know, you'll see me there when that yeah. goes down. <laughs> Island hop. Yeah. I know our island hop flights pretty cheap. Are they pretty? Yeah, like thirty five bucks one oh, way. Oh, it's like cool. cheaper than driving your car to yeah. here to San Diego right now. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty with funny. gas prices, but well, no, I mean like Vegas. And there's times when John John was buying tickets for his daughter or something, going back and forth. It was like, yeah, it's twenty nine dollars each way to Vegas. I'm like, it would be dumb to drive to Vegas, yeah, really right? So, uh, <laughs> yeah, spend a hundred bucks just going one way. And there's that. What's that favorite favorite famous spot? I think it's on Oahu, the same spot where Bonsai is. Uh, the hollows where uh, the Bones Brigade uh, all yeah, skated. Wallows. 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 That's right. what it is. The, the, yeah, big, yeah. the downhill ditch. That's on my bucket list of places to go. <laughs> so hopefully that, I'll, I'll knock that off when I'm over there. And... Well, cool. So you have lots more opportunities to bleed, um, yeah. break bones, and, <laughs> uh, and and grow old island style. Heck yeah, dude. I'm all in. So I'm And I'm going to work with kids over there. There's a company called Boards for Bros. Yeah. Or no, not Boards for Bros. Sorry. But Boards for Bros is another good charity. That's, that's I, one I've worked with. Skate Park I mean, of Tampa guys yes, started that. I I've think, worked uh, with those guys yeah. a lot. This one's called uh, Boards for Buddies or some okay. something kind of in the same vein. It's a nonprofit. It's a Hawaii based. A woman started it yeah. on the island, and yeah. it's to get skateboards and surfboards to underprivileged kids. Yeah. And if they don't have a skate park in the area, they build little ramps for them and and teach them how to skate and i'm kind of looking boards for buddies i think it's called i'm going to try to link up with them my mom said it to me she's like hey i think you'd be really good for this group over here when you move and well it's like, good I mean, that's it's my mom good. looking out for it's me it's good that you you know um take what uh was handed to you in life right and you make it a good thing pay it forward and you pay forward that's, yeah that's, that's all you can and hopefully yeah. i can stoke out the next generation and show them that you know just because you're dealt some crappy hands in life doesn't mean your life's over. Just no, it really isn't. I mean, life. Um, and we don't. We don't all get to live the life we thought we were going to live, or wish right. we could live, or dream live. And I think as you get older, I don't even dream of that anymore. I <laughs> went to this little course uh, where it was this kind of relationship thing, and it was like one of the questions, like, "What would it take for? What would it take for you to live the impossible dream, or something like that?" I'm going, nothing. I live the impossible dream. I mean, the impossible dream is I do live somewhere where people vacation. Right. I do live in right. good weather. I've I've done something I've loved my whole life. I'm surrounded by people who do this same passionate thing that I love. So again, I, I get to meet people from all walks of life that do the same thing that I do that enjoy it. That it's almost like a secret. You that probably we get know like a weekly stoke um, from people well, coming yeah, through. Course, so there's so many people. I mean, exactly. Like you know, Sean just, just stopped Dusty by Nuts here. Like, through. Exactly. You know, it's like that's you know, you, you get different viewpoints. What we talked about hardware. We talked about board design. Yeah. You know, stuff that like 
you know, hey, it means something to me. It doesn't mean something to the whole world. Right. But, uh, yeah, no, God, my life is about as full as it ever really could get. You know? That's awesome. So if I was living on a waterfront home with a yacht out front, that wouldn't make my life any better. Right. You know, I'm granted, I would love to have my strawberries and yogurt sitting on the dock. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to lie yeah. about that. But would what it takes to get there or what you give up to get there or so on and so forth, would that be worth it? And I'd say no, because I've got to experience. I've, I've employed a lot of people. I've had big companies. I've watched them crash. I've, I've made and lost lots of money. And I definitely thoroughly learned through the process that um, money and stuff doesn't make anything exactly. better. Exactly. You know, and, and so your choice. I'm choosing that life now. Yeah. I'm getting yeah. rid of my stuff. It was painful to, I had a collection of like over 60 plus like legendary skateboards, autograph, limited edition, art pieces, whatever. Once my dog got cancer, yeah. you know, he's had six tumors removed. That's like $30,000 worth of surgery. But he's my ESA. He's my emotional support animal. He's my ride or die homie. Um, I'm gonna do, as long as he's living and fighting, I'm going to fight for him. So I started sacrificing things. And then this move opportunity came up, and I just started continuing to sacrifice things. I took pictures of it. I have imagery that says, "Oh, I own that once." Well, that's actually that was what, cool. that's what means more to me is that. And the, I'm letting it go. Yeah. Just the move. feeling by being a look at the picture, you'll at least be able to have. Like I can relive that memory and that moment and the feelings attached to that object or stuff, like you said. But at the end of the day, I'm ridding myself of so many things so I can go live a simple life yeah. with less distraction. And be content in the present. I'm just, working my way there. I mean, you may see a lot of stuff. Oh, on the it's walls amazing! Down, I love this no, place. There's nothing compared to. I highly this. recommend everybody coming down to Ingenda and, and, and visiting. Jim's quite got quite the collection. That is for sure. It's just fun. It's I was geeking out taking stuff. pictures before this interview for sure. Well, I mean, it's just, it means something to us. It's to awesome. a lot of the outside world is like, what do they can care the, less. Oh, junk. a bunch of yeah, wood with like, paint on it. Cool. Yeah, well, and, I, and I get that, but. Uh, <laughs> You know, no, I'm fortunate there, but yeah, I, I am trying to simplify as well and, and thin down and lean, you know, because I mean, I could drop dead tomorrow and I don't want my kids stuck with that's the thing is when we all thing. go at some point, you can't take your stuff with you. Yeah. So I'd rather have at the end of the day, I mean, if you have the means to have all the stuff rad, but if you don't, I'd rather have memories. I'd rather have like the valuable time spent with the ones you love than, than to say that I had a bunch going of places stuff. you'd like to see. Yes. Being with people you enjoy being with. Having um, cool experiences uh, is is way more valuable than like I got this cool picture I paid five grand for. Right, right, right. No, I'd rather sit here ten years from now and talk story with you and drink a cup of coffee and share experiences than say, hey, you want to see my collection of this or my collection of that? And and yeah, and what you do like... when you move to Hawaii that you tell me about five years from now, yeah. it's way more valuable to my soul than you telling me all the things you bought me, when you're in Hawaii. Me cost a suit cost. You're welcome anytime. Yeah. You got my number. Hit me up. I'll give you the skate tour well, on the wild oven. boars and wild chickens. Oh yeah, I'll do. We'll take our golf clubs yeah. and we'll go clubbing. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> go clubbing. That sounds horrible. We'll jump off some cliffs. We'll go. We're snorkeling. really good people. We only club. <laughs> we baby just club wild turkeys. Now, like, yeah. uh, <laughs> we just make a T-shirt. Club wild turkeys, not baby seals. <laughs> well, sorry. Right. Well, we can't make this drag on forever. So okay. Let's let's uh, let's give some people some ending words here. What what do you what kind of advice do you have to people? I like to let people know, my favorite quote is, like, well, at least for me because I, I was born with disability, is that you know when people challenge you and say, oh, you can't do this, you can't do that, I'll say, well, I'll tell you when it's done. And I try to implement that in the kids that I work with. I work with autistic kids. I work with kids in wheelchairs that can't walk. I work with kids that are missing limbs. And I teach them the power of mindset. Positive mental attitude is key. That doesn't mean you're not going to be sad. Some of the most happiest 
appearing to be happiest people out there thriving and spreading stoke have some of the the darkest days and the, and the loneliest well, nights. Well, that's why and, I admitted people earlier we talked about that. And I believe that was yeah. so empowering. I definitely am a up. positive guy and I'm only going to, I'm not going to put negative stuff out for people when I'm having right. a negative time or that, but I'd be lying if I didn't say I have my dark moments, my sad moments. And my, that right there is yeah. so empowering. That's something I want to leave with is that like we need to stomp out the stigma of especially mental health. Like we all are in this crappy world together. We're all dealing with different battles that, Maybe none of us know, even our best friends might not know what we're dealing with. But at the end of the day, if we open up and we're real about it, even in small doses, you don't want to go yeah. dump on everybody. Well, no, and I think but what, just opening up the dialogue makes it more acceptable and it might save it, someone's it, life. Well, it's, it's the stigma of hiding the fact that you're sad about something. Right. Okay. We all do that. And usually when I am, I usually hide it too. Yeah. That, But, but knowing that other people go through it and that everyone everyone at least talking amongst themselves that like, yeah, I have my days. I'm just really not happy mm -hmm. when I understand how someone could get to where they kill themselves. You know what I mean? It's like, right. I, don't, I personally don't think I would or could ever do that. Never the way I'm wired. But, I, but when you can even say that I can understand it, mm -hmm. you know, I don't, you know, don't that's, want it to happen to anyone, powerful. but I can understand that I, how I've witnessed or you, how you've even experienced even on a smallest of scale, the fact that, that, that the, um, the hopelessness gets into some people's, you know, heart so deep mm -hmm. they don't know how to get out of it, and they and they and they or may choose or a even, route like that. But even outside influence like addiction can get creep in for sure. And I've had that touch my life in multiple ways. That's a whole nother podcast. Yeah. But, but knowing that but, others go through it and sharing it and admitting that you 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 don't not trying to pretend I know where you're at because I've never had deep deep dark depression. I'm saying, but I definitely know what it feels there, like to be curled it. up and not want to get out of bed right. in a day or not not ready to face a day. Um, and most people have. I just had so. a friend pass away. Maybe you know him in the skate world. Uh, he had an organization that I helped coach kids. It's called Skate Kids. It was out, outside of Long Beach. And he worked with uh, children. And I, I helped him coach multiple times. And he was battling with some things. And I don't know. I'm not suggesting anything about why he died. But he was 38 years old. And he lived for skateboarding. He lived... To share the story, I know who you're talking about. Curtis, yeah, he's yeah. a good he's been, friend. He's of come here. He's, he he's, offered he's, me to he's always take incredibly over. Nice to me, yeah. most positive dude in the world. But he had some things he was struggling with. I know, yeah, because we had some heart to hearts, and yeah. he opened up to me, and th and that just broke my heart when I got that news, and and stuff like that just tells me like I got to be more open. I got to share with people the reality of the dark times. Everything can't be, you know rainbows and unicorns and no. but you can fall. choose but you can also push through you know, it and but, yeah. change it and make yourself stronger and better and the biggest point to me was just the fact that people knowing that people that might even surprise them you know what i mean mm -hmm. being honest the fact that they understand you know the the, the depression it's not you're not you're not the only one who thinks that way right you're not the only one you're who's not going alone it. you're not That's struggling powerful. you know i mean i've heard people say like i went to you know, AA wrote that, and I thought I was—I thought I was the only one. Then I realized, oh my god, like there's I, like thirty I, other people like, in the room. <laughs> yeah, and then when we talk about stories, we talk about how you felt. They—they they all felt the same. You know, it's like mm -hmm. I'm fortunate. I've never had an addiction. I've never been drawn to alcohol or drugs or like that. Like you know, so, but you watch and you've seen enough people. You see that that the the the, the addiction. You see the draw. You see the draw and the uh, the the connections. Like no, but it helps. So with mental health, it's no different. You need to know you're not the only one struggling. Right. Um, people do want 
to let you know that you're not you're not a freak because you're feeling this way. Oh, you're, you're definitely. Just, you're just a human. You're just you're and just you know, like the guy standing next to you who may cover it up better than you. In my personal yeah. experience, when I've had some of those really darkest times, and I was embarrassed, and I even maybe just dabbled in maybe sharing on a when I was on. I've taken a social media break during 2022 yeah. for yeah. my own mental health, but I'll be back. So spine a bit for a skater. Look me up. I'll be back on the big island pretty soon. But in the meantime, I'm just working on my own personal stuff and figuring some stuff out. But when I was a little bit open, I had so many people respond to me in private, like how much it reached, it, it touched their hearts and that my being vocal and open about my struggles really helped them get through their dark times because it let them know you're not alone. And I even had like legendary pro skaters that I'd become friends with, like Jamie Thomas, Ray Barbie, like Mike V reach out to me and actually come visit me to make sure I'm okay. Like, yeah. No, that's, that's the that's kind the of response you're yeah. gonna get. Skateboarding, you, skateboarding is good that it's way. It's a brotherhood. Hopefully, like, we help spread that to the bigger world. And I think people, people are scared, like, more. oh, what will people think of me? I was that way. I still kind of am. But when well, you, I honestly, skateboarding did it wasn't quick. Skateboarding's always been pretty open, but yeah, you know, skateboarding was pretty homophobic. Skateboarding was, you know, there was a lot of stuff in skateboarding from the '70s and '80s. It took a long time to kind of chase out, uh, and and. But still, it's the most inclusive of anything I've ever it's known. It's the most and inclusive. It's got, and it's gotten even better. And uh, and now to have seen, um, unfortunately, sometimes through shock and sad circumstances, it's caught more people to jump on the mental health mm -hmm. uh, thing as far as openness. And uh, it's good. And I think I'm uh, so proud anyone out there who does get depressed and gets uh, sad, man, please don't. I'm don't, an open don't, book. Don't you ever think you're the only me. one who's been depressed. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and don't think that's an excuse either saying like, suck it up. No, no, suck it up. Realize, talk to people. Yeah. Be honest with people. You will be surprised to find out that people you may think have never had any form of depression um, sat in a corner, you know, curled up as well. My whole you know, mantra so. is positive mental attitude, but little do people, some people know, like, oh, I've negative mental attitude too. Yeah. <laughs> I got some, I should make some anime t-shirts on But it is, like I said, <laughs> the, it is a choice. You get to ultimately choose which way you want to go. For Even sure. if you get dragged back in, allowing yourself to realize that there's a balance between positive mental attitude and shitty mental attitude. I'll you tell know, you it's like a, it's, uh, a, sh a short little story about SkaterCon when I last saw you. I had a woman come up to me and she had the poster of all you guys. I say you guys, the pro legendary pro skateboarders of the world. I mean, the cool guys. Yeah, the gym. cool guys were all signing her poster <laughs> of SkaterCon. And I can't remember where she's from. She walks up to me like, can I get you to sign my poster? I'm like, yeah, I'm nobody. I don't think you know who I am. She goes, no, no, I know who you are. Can you sign my poster? And I'm like, no, I'm not a pro skater. I'm not a legend. And I was very insecure about even going to the event. I'm, I've been dealing with some real bad social anxiety. And that's the actual park where I shattered my leg. And I kind of cursed that park. I'm never going back to Lake Forest again. And my buddy hit me up from San Francisco like, hey, I'm in town. Let's go to SkaterCon. I'm like, all right. So I was kind of going there for moral support for him. And this woman comes up to me. She's like, no, I know who you are. You're PMA. And I'm like, oh, okay, I guess she, I mean, okay. There's that. So, yeah. Like I said, I, if you help one person she in your had life me for sign her poster one day or a week, you're... you're right under Dwayne Peters, I signed it, and she goes, you helped me more ways than you'll ever know. I broke my leg skateboarding, and it took me so much work to get back on the board and to get through that process and the depression and all things, and you sharing your story when I shattered my leg so badly and was wheelchair-bound and everything. She uh, said, because of you, 
I got back on the board again and I was practically crying. Like, like I didn't want to come today. And now that made no matter who's here skating, no matter watching Cavs band play or all the cool things going on. That was the most powerful moment of my day. Is just, well, I mean, truly what feels better than making someone else feel better about something they, they went priceless. through, especially that was negative, yeah. something they went through in life that was negative. If you were ever able to lift them up for even for that day, right? You know, I mean, that's it's a pretty rad feeling. It's I powerful. Yeah, it is very like powerful. wow, our words have meaning. When I said it, I thought I was sharing crap for my own selfish reasons. It so, turned out so to benefit. Ultimately, we're going to call this the PMA <laughs> podcast. I love it because ultimately, <laughs> PMA is there's nothing better. Uh, try to choose it. Be there for other people when Heck you can. Yeah. You know, even if you're sad yourself, make sure you know how bad that feels to be sad. And you see someone else who's sad, try to help lift them up. Yeah. If we all did that on a little more regular basis and we're less selfish about the world would be me, 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 <laughs> we probably would just all be a little happier. We've yeah. had, I've, lately, I've walked around and seen people say hi to people as they walk by. And I'm like, I was surprised how many people just won't like smile and say hi. It's like, it's so easy just to say good morning. Yeah. It's so easy to just to, you know, you don't have to not take your time to stop, but to acknowledge someone else's existence. Right. I mean, and if people don't realize that, that means a lot. Someone, a lot of people go through this world feeling like they're just alone. Yeah, or you just acknowledge them or, and give them or, a so If everyone walks by and doesn't look at people or doesn't smile, you're acting like those people don't exist. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, we, we may all be able to do different things in life, accomplish different things, you know, um, by good luck or fortune, but ultimately, we're all just another body on the earth. It's so, truth. To, so for anyone who walks around acting like they're better than anyone, it's like, no, maybe you're luckier. Maybe you worked harder. Maybe, you know, something. But you just I don't got care if you're, different if you're hand, rich you know? or poor. Or, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like a, a rich dick is just as bad as a poor dick. <laughs> you know, a rich, cool guy is just, is just as good to me as a poor, cool. It doesn't matter what you have or what you do. It just matters what you do with it. True that. So, so PMA people, uh, Bad enjoy brains, ha attitude. Have some PMA song. for the rest of your day. Um, <laughs> I thank Josh for coming on here. I hope, uh, yeah, I hope it does make you think like, yeah, my ankle's sore. I'm not going to skate. And you go, he's had 43 surgeries and broken so many bones. <laughs> where he keeps going. Like, you know what? Maybe our excuses. Pisses his pants are, at the park. With our his excuses are bad. That's like, you know, but I'm, that's an important thing for people to know that yeah. people have to deal with inconveniences. Let's call it inconveniences that that they don't have to deal with. You know, you know, you don't want to have to deal with it, do you? Oh gosh, no, no. But you do, and you learn to live with it, and you keep moving on, and you're still smiling. I was so. skating Manzanita in Anaheim not too long ago, and and, and Lance and Pat No showed up having a little session in the morning with. All I hate them. those guys. Uh, they're well, nice. they're just so much better than me on yeah. a skateboard. That's like, that's like, <laughs> he I comes hate up them in a very loving way, but he, uh, he comes up to give me a hug. He's like, "Hey, how you doing?" I go, "Well, I just pissed my pants, but other than that, I'm doing good." And I dropped it. He's like, "What?" Because like, I mean, that's quite a bit, but I have no bladder control and it's just like well i'm not gonna go home <laughs> like sessions already are like it'll dry like what are you gonna do i'm wearing diapers you know it's just like you kind of got to roll with the punches and not let it and you know you. i want to end it on that because you know what <laughs> if you can freaking piss your pants and keep smiling i think you guys can find a way to smile too uh, because you know life you know life <laughs> life is a good thing and happiness is a choice so let's stay happy everybody have a beautiful day night Whenever the hell you listen to this, if you listen to this, all three <laughs> listeners in four countries. Uh, and, uh, <coughs> and Josh, I thank you very much for coming. Thanks for on. having me. I appreciate it. This week's episode was presented by Bet Online. <laughs>
to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.